Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. You're going to hear that little intro twice because I had an amazing conversation, a very long conversation. So buckle up, babies. A really amazing conversation with my guest, Sarah Herringer, formerly known as Sarah Jenkins. I absolutely adore Sarah. Um, She is a very special friend of mine. We've known each other now, well, I guess probably going on four years, a little over four years. Early days of the podcast, you heard me rant and rave about the original method, which was her business. Uh, She has since closed the original method, but she is the co-founder co-founder of Finley Movement with her husband, Patrick. And I just have so much respect for this woman. I think she's incredible. I think she's a force to be reckoned with. I look up to her so much. I admire her so much. And the premise of this conversation that you're about to hear was just really around our simultaneous healing journeys that kind of have been, you know, happening and I would hear a little bit here and there from her about what she's doing and what changes she's making. I would share a little bit about what I'm doing until finally I said, okay, hey, let's just actually sit down um, and really talk about these things and share these things with the intention that, um, you know, if, if you're listening and going through something similar or have not yet gone through something, maybe feel a rumble of a change coming on, this conversation is really meant to help us all feel less alone in our struggles. And as a reminder, at the end of the day, that we're really just all trying our best. And how we get to that best is going to look different for each and every one of us. But Sarah is, as I mentioned, the co-founder of Finley Movement. She is a holistic health practitioner. She is a nutritional scientist. She is now a retired CrossFit athlete but she's a CrossFit L2 certified, a yoga 500 hours, um, a board certified holistic health practitioner. She has her MS in sports nutrition. All of this just to say like she knows what the fuck she's talking about. She's really smart and health and wellness is, have always been at the forefront of what she does. She talks a lot about, um, you know, this being like wrapped up in her identity and really trying to separate that and understanding who she is at her core, what is her soul's purpose, what has she been doing, what has she switched around from what she had done in the past to put her on this new path and purpose in her life. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, it's, it's probably one of my favorites this year so far. So thank you as always for listening. And here we go with Sarah. 
Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy, today joined by a very special returning guest, Sarah Herringer. Hello. New identity. Yes. Which we're going to talk about. Um, what Do you know what, what number of time this is that you've been on the podcast? Formerly known as Sarah Jenkins, too, actually. Yes. No one would yep. know that. Until yeah. We said Sarah that. Jenkins. <laughs> and the, yeah, they're like, who's Sarah yeah. Herringer? <laughs> um, I think is this, this like might be four. Four? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say four, like four mm-hmm. or five. Yep. Yeah. Go back and listen to all of her podcast episodes. She's an amazing lady. Uh, you have to look at Sarah Jenkins, but the reason why I wanted to have you on Sarah, we, we, Sarah and I always run into each other on our walks, We do, which is the best. We're usually like stoned or <laughs> like you and Patrick are yes. together. You usually have a companion. I yep. am on my own. just like, Wandering the city. <laughs> literally wandering. <laughs> and you always like, I will feel like you just appear. <laughs> We're just like Chrissy. <laughs> Out like, of thin she, air. Has she been here the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I wish that's what it was like. I, I, I Have you ever had this thought where you would like to like experience yourself from someone, from someone else's oh, yeah, point all, of view? Yeah. Like, like when you just said, I just appear, of mm-hmm. course that never feels like that to me. I'm like, I'm always here. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I see you guys coming. I'm walking. I'm saying hi. But um, yeah, just the thought of someone else experiencing you as someone else experiencing yourself. Yes. That's a weird concept. I know. It's uh, it's like a gift we'll never have. <laughs> a gift or a curse, maybe. Or cur- yeah. I don't know. But I, I wonder if you could see yourself from someone else's, like, not only their eyes, but, like, their advantage point. Like, when we mm-hmm. look in the mirror, right, we always only see... yes. And isn't it like, and even one dimension kind of the, the, what you see in the mirror, isn't the side that everyone else sees, right? Because of your reflection. Yeah. I don't know about that. It freaks me out because it does when the, when the phone flips the image, uh I do not like the way that looks. Exactly. Cause that's, cause then (laughs) I was like, I hope that's not how other people see me. Well, cause if that's the case there, there could, it could go either way. Like, does someone see the more attractive angle of you? Or do you see the more attractive angle of you? And which one would you prefer? I don't know. I know. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I wonder what it's like for people to, to watch themselves on TV. Mm. Like reality stars or actresses or actors. Like yes. they're getting... Because then you get to see like how you move. I mean, obviously we all have like video of us, but it's not yeah. great. And it's usually short. And, yeah, you know, I have video of me like interviewing someone at like a live event, but that's like pretty static, you know? And I've seen myself from like sitting, moving, mm-hmm. but like the way that you walk like for long periods of time or like bend down and pick things up or like turn, like you don't see that a lot. No. Yeah. You, yeah. You only see it from your angle. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I then it is, it's like differently of yourself. I, I probably versus the, the, whatever you are thinking in your head. It's so subjective. I have come to find out multiple people have told me that I have body dysmorphia. I, I like, but does everyone? Well, and I wonder into what extreme, right. Into, but yeah, I, um, I think that is one of the hardest things that humans have is like the way you perceive yourself is yeah. Self-perception. Be, yeah. because of how we've been told to look at ourselves yeah pre- predominantly we're told what to focus on right i mean i will say that 
if I look back on old pictures of me, like from certain times when I was like smaller and I can remember taking that picture or like in that time period Mm -hmm. thinking like, Oh my God, I'm like unattractive. I'm too big here. Like this doesn't look like I remember like thinking those things about my body. And then I see a photo of it and I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? And Sarah, thinking my skin was bad in my twenties. It will happen to me like weeks apart. Like I will take a photo. Okay. And in my mirror as I do. And I'll be like, Oh, this is just like not good. I am not looking good today. It's not hitting right. Like not going to post it. It sits in my camera roll for two weeks. I go back and I look at those and I was like, what was I think? This is like, looks good. Yeah. So like something is fucked up. It's still, yeah, it's, um, and it, the, probably, uh, where you are at in your like, cycle it, or re- but more so like, regulation in your central nervous system you know like are you when you are looking at yourself are you looking for threats like are you a little amped and so you're like looking for things to kind of be you know even aggressive with yourself you are like so right you're looking and so you're like I this is a threat there's you know that kind of train of thought and it's like because ultimately being a certain size um, is a threat. Yes. Right. Because it's in a, my body. It yes. Is. Yeah. yeah. And to so many women yeah. because your value is how you look. Yes. And so by gaining weight or even if you, it's like you're, you're hunting, you're constantly hunting for threats. Yeah. And so when you do look at yourself and you see that and you're activated, you can have higher levels of activation. And when you're, you know, in a fight or flight, stage yeah. the filter that you look through is not no real. Not real yeah is not or it probably not the one that you want to be making yeah a lot of decisions on you're right yeah so now I've just kind of tried to just be like it, it doesn't it like just don't even bother like thinking about it yeah because it, like you're a lunatic either way mm-hmm. so like good or bad just like be try to be neutral about it yeah or it, I mean it helps with me too because if I'll start to feel bad, I'm like, remember when you were like really thin and you weren't happy with yourself then? So like, yeah. just shut the fuck up. Just shut, just shut the fuck up about it is what I'll tell myself. That part of myself yeah. that wants to like chirp up and be like, mm, mm-hmm. but life would be better if I was one size smaller. I'm like, No, it wasn't. Yes. You were one size smaller and your life wasn't better. So stop. Yeah. They you thought the same exact way, bitch. You'll never be happy. <laughs> you, all you do is take. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, um, have you started, uh, or have you done any work with like naming those characters Yes. that show up and yes. giving them like names, Yep. a personality Yep. and then identifying what like, yep. yep. Identifying what they're afraid of and just uh, being like, yes. what are you afraid of? Yes. And like talking to them. Yeah. That's what we had to do for, so before we get into this, this is really good. Um, circling back to us going on walks together. Yes. Um, we, we, we always, we always have like just a quick five minute, like tiny catch up what's going on, like what, what's happening mm-hmm. with us. Right. And so I've just been getting like little snippets of like, Oh, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. We got a little bit of a catch up at the me active opening yes. party. Like, so I feel like I've just been getting small pieces of information and we both, 
appear to kind of be on a journey, which is interesting because our it's not like it almost is feeling like this Saturn return energy, but it's mm-hmm. not either of our Saturn returns. No. Because I'm 35, you are... 38. Okay, so we're past the Saturn mm-hmm. return. But do, don't you feel like it kind of gives that energy? At least for me, and we'll, I, we'll hear from you because the point of you coming on this podcast, I just want to kind of talk about these healing journeys because um, I'm on one and I think it's helpful to hear other people's experiences too. But it's just kind of this, I don't know, for me been almost like somewhat of like an awakening but then also of like a returning to myself yes yeah yeah absolutely not a Saturn return but I don't know what it is something in the water it definitely yeah it feels like an awakening um I yeah I uh have been into astrology yes a lot lately yeah which me too. I, I got my chart read and like, I'm yeah. a new person. It's my personality now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I, it, people, it, they're just like, I don't believe in it. I'm like, it's not a belief. It, 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 you, honestly, like you truly don't have to. You don't have to. It's it. fine. Yeah. But like, it's a, I think it's a guide. It's a, people are constantly um, asking like journal prompts or meditation or what do I do to build self-discovery or yeah. self-awareness. And um it's like, well, the tools that you have, if you look, are like Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. the DISC tests, mm-hmm. like things like that, which um, you're then putting a lot of your, I think, maybe autonomy or you're letting a very small sub, like person or subset or um, thing kind of define certain outcomes versus with astrology, the the research and and work that's behind it that has has been a guide for our ancestors for so many you know thousands upon thousands of years longer yeah. than we know yeah. i think it's a it's just a great way to tap in and to build that self-awareness i agree i think so, it's a great tool like yeah. it, so it's not something like you get to believe in or not because i think people have this perception of astrology as like this is your fortune this is your right. destiny. Yeah, tell me what to do with my life. Yeah, and you're like, it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> and so I'm I'm actually having the woman who did my chart reading come on the podcast in a few weeks. Oh, I can't wait for that. And talk so so she practices, I'm gonna mispronounce this, but I think it's like Joytish, J Y O T I S H. Okay. So it's it's more in like the Ayurvedic world. Okay. And I think a lot of like um, people from India and those and those types of belief systems practice this type of astrology. She okay. will, of course, explain this much better yes. in greater detail than I am. But just to say it is a little bit different than I don't know if it's Western or traditional astrology that says like a rising sign, and your mm-hmm. moon sign and your north node and your south node. There's the same components of that in the astrology reading that I did, but they go by different names and they have just like a slightly okay different. They're, it's called the um, ketone, I think, is one for like your north node. I forget. But it's kind of like the same yeah. meaning. They just call it different things. I wonder. It's probably. Um, the but the ast- charts look the same. Like if you. Yeah. You, I mean, the stars are the stars, right? Like there's. Ex- yeah, that, exactly. That doesn't change. And the tool. I mean, you just you do see the tool of astrology layered into so many different things. Like with human design, it's being one of the formats that it's it's used yeah. within that. But I it's just been um, a really great 
compass yes. or tool. And there are, there are some, for those people who are really into astrology, there are some really interesting things coming around. Yeah. Um, where even, um, like how I, honestly, how I first got into this, into astrology was, um, I was gardening and the song, the age of Aquarius came on. Uh-huh. And do you remember like that song? I the know age, the song. Yeah, the song. Yeah. And it's from the seventies. Yeah. And so I was just like, I just want to look up what the age of Aquarius means. Uh-huh. And so the age of Aquarius is when, so as the universe ages, as it expands, right. which we know. Yeah. And Duh. everyone, <laughs> yeah. it's science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, what that means is, like, as it expands, you have more access to to consciousness. Mm. Like, the energy also expands with it. Oh, wow. And so it's, like, for us to be in this day and age and this time means we have the greatest amount of energy of consciousness, of awareness to humans that have ever been available right. before. okay. And it happens, I think, every millennium or something like that. And so then I looked up what's the next age of Aquarius. Okay. The next timeline. Yeah. I shit you not. It is December of 2019, January of 2020. Wow. And I was like, (laughs) Patrick, when I told the story, Patrick's like, and that is what makes you lean into astrology. And I'm like, it got me real curious. (laughs) I was like the, the age of like, consciousness expanding starts with the world melting down yeah there's just something really beautiful about that truly truly I mean yeah like old world gone yeah and that is what happened like there was a definite like light switch yes like shit changed absolutely the whole collective change I think we're still like recovering from that Uh uh-huh but but there's just so much old world death that is just and I you know that's kind of leading into at least where I feel um, where my changes is just just mm. old world things that yeah. don't serve us yeah, and didn't serve me. Yeah. And it was like, it's just time to get rid of this. Yeah. Did you have, so was it really like you listening to the song in your garden? Like, was that like the pivotal point? Like that was like the light. Yeah, like bolt that moment? was like the dark night of my soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, I well, there wasn't any like big there. So for me, the reason why I'm asking this, for me, I felt like, yeah, I guess maybe there wasn't one singular event, but it was like, like my brother dying and me really not paying attention when mm-hmm. that happened to what I need, what I was going through, mm-hmm. like just like a, a huge shut off of emotion. Like, yeah, it's just, we're shutting it off. And then the divorce, which is just so difficult. I mean, maybe not for everyone that's gone through a divorce, but for me, it was really difficult. I, yeah. Eight years of my life is just now no longer mm-hmm. there, you know? And, and, and you know, the an loss idea. of a life that you yeah, had that I thought, thought was going to happen. That you had dreamed. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starting a new relationship, like that also was in itself almost a little traumatic because it's yeah. like there's this whole new person to get to know. And then like with that comes like who the person that you are mm-hmm. with them. And like the dynamic is so, at least for me, so different from my previous partner. And 
there's like this way kind of more tapped in level of consciousness with this partner, which is good, but then also like, oh shit, like mm -hmm. there's no more of the like sweeping under the rug or just the, the habits and the patterns and you fall into after eight years of being together. So for me, it was like these kind of like big life events that led to me just feeling really just unsatisfied with myself. Like there was just feeling of like, this is not it. Like this is not how I want to be feeling. This is like, I just felt like mm -hmm. I was caring a lot and, it just just went through some kind of like personal stuff too. And, and it was just a, just a lot of stuff where I really did feel like I hit like the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like the very, very bottom. And it was great because when I was at the bottom, I I felt like this like jolt of a lightning bolt came to me and was like, this is not the thing that breaks you. Or like, this is not your breaking point. You are going to get up. You're going to like show yourself what you're made of. Like you are a person of your word. You are committed. You are, um, you know, you are loving. You are all these things that I like knew in my soul to be true about myself. Mm -hmm. That I was like, okay, then you have to start like acting like it. If you're saying that you are all these things, and then you really have to start acting like it. And so that for me was like this, like, okay, what do we have to do? you know you have to fucking meditate. You know you have to get your fucking eating disorder shit under control. Like, this cannot run your life anymore. Yeah. And, and you just have to, just like, really start being honest with yourself. And, and that came about with, like, drinking, my drug, you know, all, feeling things. Like, all of that was, like, kind of wrapped up. Or all the things I've been working on this whole year have been just, like, the result of being, like, yeah, I'm sick of my bullshit. Yeah. I have to be who I say I am. I can't live with myself. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that can, that definitely works. That'll do it. You know, that'll <laughs> definitely, that'll definitely get it done. But you just heard a song <laughs> while you were gardening. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then everything was, everything's been great. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, I mean, COVID uh, really like fundamentally shifted yeah, a lot of things for me for you. Yeah. Um, I got really angry Yeah. for, and just, and it makes sense. Like the anger with, um, you know, we were shut down. Yeah. Like your business, like business closed. Yeah. Like yeah. I ended up, um, like the people who knew me from the original method yep. closed that business down completely. Um, and it, like, it just was, I don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Like, I don't, if I, uh, and not even like, I didn't even felt like I had failed. Yeah. Like that, there wasn't like this, this thought of failure and, or anything, but I just realized how lost and dissatisfied I was. And I think that when you're saying this, that is how I felt like before the feeling of like, I know who I am. So I yeah. kind of failed to mentioned that that dark bottom of the barrel feeling yes was that feeling of like what am I doing yeah what, like truly what am I doing can I trust myself do yeah. I know what's best like those kind of questions yes. who am I like all those things and that it, for me at least was a super depressing place to be 
I wasn't angry. I was depressed. Yes. Also that, like, got really angry, uh, really depressed. Um, and just, it was so hard because, because I'm a healthy person. Yeah. Right. Me too. Right. Yeah. So it's, um, and I coach people and I like the, the role of who I am for people's lives. Just, I could, it didn't feel authentic. Yeah. Like you were not in alignment. No, I was completely, completely out of integrity with myself. Yeah. And just in, in a way of just this, okay, I'm continuing to like go through this, but this isn't it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever this is like this song and dance that I've, um, somehow have gotten to a place because of beliefs, conditioning, fears, reacting, like whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I'm here now. And actually this isn't the quote unquote, like hashtag best life. Yeah. And I'm like, things don't even, I mean, yeah, there's some definite like, and you know, things that, are devastating and hard along the way, but there, there also was like a lot of really good things going yeah, on, but it right. just, it <laughs> wasn't yeah. it. Yeah. And I wasn't well. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. Like yeah. all of that was just like me not being well. Totally. And, and hearing you talk about it now, I, I'm almost feeling like throughout this, journey of mine that I've been kind of like, well, what's the reason? Is it the divorce? Is it because Joe died? Is it because of COVID? Is it because of this breakup? You know, like Mm -hmm. all these like, why, why, why? But the way that you just laid it out of like, you didn't necessarily, I mean, yes, you COVID and like losing your business. Those are huge things too, which are not to be discounted, but it just makes me think of like, why, why searching for like, why did it happen so much is really just kind of a distraction for me to bring myself out of like you you weren't happy with you opened your eyes and you weren't happy with where you were in this Mm -hmm. moment yeah no matter what the reason was no matter what like it doesn't matter it's everything Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like it's like every step you've taken from the moment that you (laughs) yes opened your eyes out of your mother's womb like (laughs) it's it's all of it yeah doesn't have to be some catastrophic thing no just want to be like this is no longer working for me. Right. And I, I think people are waiting for the catastrophic thing to yeah. happen in order for them to, that's why people make up shit that they're yeah. stressed about. You know, like these, like, oh, my boss, my, right. oh, I got it, like the traffic, oh, my neighbor. And yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it, I don't think it's that. It's the fact that you're like there's so many people who are not happy. And the reason why I, you know, I think it goes beyond you and I in this room is, um, like the thought of, of, um, Buddhism even is, is you come into the word world full, not empty. Mm. And that has been a huge part of the, the understanding of, of where, like what to do yeah. to fix it yeah, is because we think so much of the time, like I need, I need to fix myself. Yeah. And that is really the messaging since day one yeah. that we have received is that we have to be good girls and we have to behave and we have to make other people happy and we need to go to school and you need to get good grades and you need to perform. And it's like, 
you, it's the world signaling and there's so many other messages, but it's just signaling that who you are is not good enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you constantly have to be, you're empty. You're missing something. You're not a complete person. You're not fully formed. You're not. And it's like, that's just not true. No. For me, this has felt like a rejection of that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, finally awake to this thought of, like, okay, you don't have to be achieving. You don't yeah. always have to be improving or bettering yourself, even though, like, the things that I'm doing are making me better. It's, like, yes. my intention behind it, it feels, like, truly, like, it sounds so stupid. Like, it feels he- like I'm trying to heal myself. Absolutely. Like, I'm bathing, my- I'm putting salve over <laughs> my whole, I'm, like, uh-huh. tenderly wrapping myself <laughs> Yes. In bandages. Yeah. To like heal. Yes. Because you want, like your true self wants great things. Oh yeah. You know, that's like, and we don't, it's like, we don't trust ourselves with that probably because we're, we're taught. But, um, I mean, full transparency because I, I, it's driving me nuts. It's so hard to not do the things you used to. Part of the healing process is really annoying. It's so annoying. I'm I keep just, seeing these things on Instagram that's like, should I continue with my healing journey or should I just go insane? And every day is like yes. the battle to be like, yeah. God damn it. Can I just please get my dopamine hits from the thing that I used to get yes. it from? Can I just, can I just fall back into please. the old behavior pattern? Because this one of like not working from sunup to sundown, pumping out shit, like constantly thinking, you know, if you're not, here right if you're not producing you're not performing that i i mean my fear is that i'm going to be a bag lady on the street same or do you have you done the enneagram Uh uh-huh what are you i'm a five a five okay interesting what are you i'm a three okay i wondered i was wondering if you would be a three or a one um yeah it was kind of yeah yeah, the three sense yeah but because i've always believed or thought that if i stop doing all the things that i'm doing that like I will become homeless. Yes. I will not be able to provide for myself. (laughs) I will be on that. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, we could probably figure it out, but yeah, Mm -hmm. like I truly, like if, if I, even now, even this week, I'm dealing with a mysterious stomach virus. Some think that I'm exercising demons and bad (laughs) energies. (laughs) I am not disagreeing with that. Whatever's happening I just have a lot of disruption going on in my guts, Mm -hmm. volcanic disruption in my guts. We'll just leave it at that. It's been miserable. It's miserable. Like I can't get, I haven't been able to get out of bed. We talked about this, right? I've been like bed, bedridden Monday, Tuesday, half a Wednesday. And I will like still go through because I'm kind of like, I'm getting better at being like, you're resting today. Mm -hmm. You're not getting out of bed. You're not, you didn't even, you didn't get to go on one walk today. You canceled your training session you did not follow your product, like whatever, like you, you didn't do anything that you're supposed to do. Okay. I'm, I'll, I can handle this, but then I will still get a thought of like, well, what if you just do this? Even when, even when you're, fe- even when you mm-hmm. feel better, what if you keep doing this? What if you're not yeah. sick enough? Yes. And you to, should, to and you should just get up and deserve try to do- the rest. Yes. Like yeah. those thoughts are still yes. there. It, it, it's I'm uh, like, it's two fucking days. I know. Like, and, and you're, I have people at work being like, get off the call. Go lay down. 
Which is what we would say for anyone else. But we don't like that. Talk about body dysmorphia. Like, of course. Am I going to become a couch potato? That's my, I'm I'm never going to want to go on a walk again. Yeah, of course we have it to us physically because we also have it to us on like with ourselves on that level of like how we are so dysmorphic and how we view our value or like what we're going to do for resting, you know, like you're lazy. Yeah. You're going to be a bag lady that like that, that whole fear response of just being chill. And we don't like, I mean, the, the value of rest is not something that we're taught. I know. At all. But so, I'm, we're you know. trying to work on it. You're trying to work oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what have been like the big changes or shifts that you've <clears throat> made since listening to that song in your garden? Um, well, uh, like as far as diving into, I mean, because we were talking about astrology. Yeah. Um, it's really been leaving some of the viewpoints on how to be healthy. Mm. really like where where does the um template or research or like what is it that I'm using to define health yeah for my life because it had like nutrition exercise these are sleep like yeah. very and they, those are very important things but yeah and as a five right you need information yes to keep you safe absolutely if you know all the things oh my god yeah so then- much and, um, like with human design, which hopefully like yeah. we'll, we'll chit chat about it, but, um, my, who I am is, as an experimenter is being like obsessed with doing deep dives into a lot of different things. Yes. And so that is part of my design and I, I do really enjoy doing it, but what I had, um, I had combined like my livelihood with who I was mm, like there like your was identity. yes my identity was completely in um my practice and as a as like the need to fix or cure or in order for me to be okay in order for me to know who I was mm-hmm. I had to be doing certain things yeah and those things are not again like nutrition working out focusing on sleep yeah you know self-development and all of that. Um, those are not inherently bad. I mean, those are not negative things, but it's all about the intention in which, and what we can use really healthy or like I call them tools or mechanisms. It's really something that is healthy and useful can also be damaging. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have an episode with Evie, where we really kind of get into all of my health stuff that mm-hmm. I'm working through, but we both are of the mindset of like the last decade that I've spent working out and the way in which I was working out has resulted now in my metabolic dysfunction. Yeah. And of course, if you like at, at work, people are like, I'm known as like the fit person yes. and yeah. I eat so healthy and I work out all the time. They're like, oh, I wish you could be more like you. I wish you could be more. And I'm over here being like, I weaponized that against myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like it was, I did not use it in a good way for a very long time and it has caught up with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 
So it, it, it's, it kind of, yeah, same thing. It just, it wasn't it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it, it was my stress levels. If we were talking like, as far as people were like, well, what was actually going on? Um, in the, like another pulling of the, the thread. So this year, uh, I put down both of my dogs. Oh yeah. So I've had them for 16 years. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've met them. Yes. Oh, um, and people I'm like, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sad. Yeah. It's a 16 year like, bond and relationship. Yeah. And it took a lot of, um, they had been, their health had been deteriorating for a really long time and it was a really great lesson in what is humane. Yeah. Cause humans, if we're the only animal that understands that. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm just pumping them full of pills. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> they're fine. They're sitting in the sun. Patrick's like, they're not fine. <laughs> they, like, haven't moved. Yeah, those are not dogs anymore. <laughs> um, you know, and, like, Aww. even, like, the medicine for them to be on was creating issues that was making them sick that we would have to go to the vets yeah. for all the time. And I'm yeah. just, like, just stringing this along to keep yeah. them alive for me. Right. And so it was like, um, all right, make the decision. Um scheduled the appointment, put them down. The next day we got on an airplane to go to Spokane, uh-huh. which, um, are, we have friends there. It's beautiful. Yeah. We love it up there. Um, I felt nothing. I was, so I was like, I'm handling this grief so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is great. I've got it. Yeah. And then on that trip is when, um, of course, like, it, I don't feel bad saying this at all because it would have been fine. But my husband and I were like, we're going to move to Spokane. Yeah. Like, that's what we're this doing. Yeah. And I created enough stress in my life to avoid grieving. Yeah. Of like, where, like, up, like, just extreme stress. Yeah. So that's what I did after Joe died. Okay. I just created distraction, stress, burnout, whatever yes. it was. That's oh what I could focus on instead yes. of focusing on the grief. And it showed up as productivity. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so we're going to do this. I'm also going to, cause I love writing. I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, I was like, I'm going to become a writer. And so I'm going to start like launch a Substack, and I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to build a second, um, business and we're going to like move and we're like all of this stuff. And Oh, by the way, I'm going to do it in 30 days. Yes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And you know, like maybe if I had just said these things out loud to some more people, they would have been like, what's up? I don't know though because cuz also that's that's celebrated. They're just like, "Wow, you're going to do all of that shit. That's incredible." Yeah, and I think that we do I don't okay, I can only speak for myself. I would do like such a good job of convincing myself and, like so that when I spoke and other people heard me, they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you've got yes, it." Yes, absolutely. Like the you, con- you're like we're doing this. You, you must, you, you're confident about it. Mm-hmm. You must know what's going on. You have a good head on your shoulder. Yes. I'm like, I needed a fucking intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I needed I'm, someone to sit me down and be like, you yes. are a loose cannon. Yeah, yeah you are. And so, yeah. And so that 
And that, when I talk to my friends now, they'll be like, yeah, we were... I'm like, next time... Next time intervention. My family would say... I'm like, next time someone fucking say something. Mm-hmm. But also that's probably on me for like creating this like wall and air of like, I've got oh, yeah. it all, all together. The, and yes. don't you dare try to question anything that I'm doing. Yeah. And it's, and it's manic. <laughs> it's just this, yeah. like manic energy. And so I threw myself into these like high levels of, of producing and I didn't sleep for, I slept, I, I'm not even kidding, like maybe three hours a night for the oh next 31 days. Oh my God. And so then, um, I've all, uh, wanting to connect with Evie, but it, have been working with someone else just with some hormonal things. Cause that, um, had also been in the picture before any of this. Yeah. But I was like, this is what's happening. Could it be like, when we're like, could it be this? And mm-hmm. she's like, let's just get, um, like a neurotransmitter test and see what's going on with the insomnia. That's weird. Yeah. So the test came back and... To see if you had like low GABA or whatever. Yeah. Like what... Yeah. yeah, All your neurotransmitters, your uh, dopamine, your serotonin, GABA, your like also what's the methylation process? Like what's going on? You know, is there there something that you can supplement? Yeah. What test do they do for that or how do they test it? Um... It is, it is a piss and urine. So, or sorry, urine and, um, spit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the Dutch though. It's not the Dutch. Um, the Dutch will measure cortisol. Cortisol. This one does your actual, uh, neurotransmitter pathways as well. And that, um, I can't remember the, the name of it, but it's a, it's a really, um, it's a good test. And it came back like if, if high cortisol, whatever the units are, say we're a hundred and 75 on the test. Mm-hmm. I was in the 700s. Holy shit. Yeah. So my How soon after was the your dog's passing? How soon was this? So like a month? I, this was 6 weeks post them passing. Wow. And so the the my cortisol through the roof. Yeah. Um and then I had no dopamine or serotonin. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like but I feel fine. No, you don't. <laughs> Our brains are really good though. Oh, They're so good. So Just protective. Like, yeah. So protective. Like you've got this. This yeah. is fine. This is normal. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was a pretty big, that was like the eye opening. I need to do something like health wise. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. And, you know, I'd been approaching things hormonally just with being 38 and, um, dealing with just like hormonal, I I have always had poor periods, but, um, also just maybe some perimenopausal things. And so I had, I had been working and shifting my health, um, in some natural ways with acupuncture Uh and yoga, things like that. Yeah. Um, but it, that when you saw your cortisol that high, did you change anything in terms of fitness like your fitness protocol or how you were working out. Yeah. So, um, that is the, it was smack dab in the middle of the CrossFit open. So now you did not do anything at that moment. And that's another reason why your cortisol is probably so high. So that was one thing I actually, um, cause I was very open. I was like, okay, do I need to retire immediately? Like, what do I need? Like, okay, this is, this is bad. This is bad. I know. I understand that adrenal fatigue is a real thing yeah. and, um, and the impact cortisol has on like so many other, so many functions. other things, just yeah. like insulin sensitivity, w- yep. like, 
Um, did just you have, robbing. Have, did you test your blood sugar? My blood sugar is so low all the time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. because, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, but it, I mean, it definitely like, as far as what, how it affects, uh, me though, through kidneys and adrenals, it, I had been having panic attacks. Oh yeah. Um, we yeah, had to I mean, leave when your cortisol is that high. Oh, it was, I mean, and this was like last summer we went to see Dave Chappelle uh -huh. and I, I had a panic attack there. I had to leave. Cause it was, do you remember the, when it was three days of a hundred degrees? Yeah. And so like the heat and what it did to my kidneys yeah. and adrenals, just yeah. because the precursor of my cortisol being so high and taxing my kidneys anyway, mm -hmm. when I was dehydrated, it sent out a level of adrenaline that yeah. I just, you could not know. Yeah. Yeah. So like wow. stuff like that had been happening. And you, so you were still working out like your normal yep. and intensity, so, yeah, the, the high intensity. Yep. And the recommendation had been do it in the morning when your cortisol is so high because high intensity workouts do knock out cortisol. So they do, that's part of the, the is, is getting rid of it. Now, why your cortisol is so high is it because of the kind of workouts you're doing and maybe not a recovery protocol? Right. Then, yeah. So, like, maybe if you're in a stressful period of your life, it's okay to keep working out. Yeah. When you have that kind of, of adrenal fatigue, at this point, I don't, like, it. it has definitely been better since I have retired. Yeah. Which means, yes, that would have been the right thing yeah. for me to do. Would to, to stop. What do you, what does your workout look like now? So this is, you're, you're officially retired, meaning yeah. you are no longer going to compete in yep. CrossFit. Yeah. Games, no longer. Yeah. No longer competitive. You don't train like a competitive athlete anymore. No, I don't. So what I, does that look I do like? it for health. Yeah. So, um, I do high intensity three days a week, maybe. Yeah. Um, really in that, in a couple of, of strength training days. And then I do yoga yeah. a couple of days a week. Yeah. I walk, every day and the workouts are um you know if if you look at it like what you need for health is just basically hitting a stimulus and that's it it's like what's the least amount that you can put in to hit the stimulus which is very hard for people who are like I need yeah. to be perfect. I need to execute. I need to give it the ones who are laying on the couch when they're sick being like, you're lazy. Yeah. yeah. Then you're just like, well, if six is good, then 10 is good too. Oh, I mean, you're talking to the master. So my cortisol was actually low mm. and, um, I'll get into detail with this for sure with Evie, but we think that it was because it had been high for so long. Right. That at this point, it was like my body was no longer was, yeah, able to. He was just done. <laughs> he was done. Right. Yeah. He was like at the, at the fatigue point. It wasn't so low that it was like we need to like get you inter an intervention immediately. Mm -hmm. But the levels were pretty low that she was like, you can, you can experience like a much higher quality of life if we get these a yeah. little higher. higher. And so for me, she was like, no intense workouts. So right now I'm on month like three, maybe like going into month three 
of like no intense workouts. You, I, I was able to do like a one high intensity workout a week, which could look at like, like a, like a hit type of mm-hmm. workout or a hot yoga. I could not do both together. Is that because of, is she like, um, thinking central nervous system activation yeah. is yeah. what's ultimately like, yeah. Yeah. It's just overwhelming them. Overwhelming. And mm-hmm. my blood sugar is yeah. high. Okay. And we think she was thinking that it's likely because this, my body is in this kind of perpetual state of, we need to keep glucose around yes. readily available yeah. because at any moment we might need to jump and run. Yes. And I had been like for the year plus waking up every morning, not eating anything, just drinking coffee right yes. away and going to run a th- 5k mm-hmm. four to five times a week no food just running purely on that high cortisol in the morning which is why like the whole thing of i'm not hungry in the morning yeah you're no. like you're eating cortisol of course you're not yeah <laughs> it's an yeah. appetite a coffee coffee oh. and cortisol was <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna get my cortisol i'm just up. gonna go run and like have a and and, then, and intensely it wasn't like i was going no. on a jog like yeah. i was pushing myself very intensely and i mm-hmm. thought sarah i was like well i'm only doing it for 25 minutes so like yeah it's fine it's fine that's what i would tell i was like i'm good yeah i'm only running for 25 minutes no not good no not the way that i was doing it um so yeah so now i'm like basically on bed rest <laughs> i'm sure it feels like that <laughs> it does yeah i can walk so that i can walk to my legs fall off i yeah. strength train strength train three times a week We're going to strength training is I asked about like starting to incorporate some more like cardio stuff. And she basically gave me like a target heart rate for Mm -hmm. my heart monitor. And she was like, you can stay in level two. You can do 25 minutes at level two. (laughs) She's like, you have to earn your cardio. Yes. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like everyone's different though. And there's a point too that I'm trying to make is that for you, like those three days of high intensity, like, like that's working for you. For me, like I can't, be there right now and and that's what's so difficult on social media these days is that we're fed this narrative of like oh my gosh are you having um thinning hair and period cramps and this and this and this here's the supplement that you need to take Mm -hmm. to fix and it's like you have actually have no idea what's going on with you no and what's working for this person, who knows if it's even working for them because they're fucking paid to talk about it. But like what is working for them, what's working for me, what's working for you could be the total opposite of what someone needs to do. I see like people now posting so much about eating a lot of protein, which we know is good for you. My, when I took my gut microbiome test back, I wasn't, I'm not breaking down protein properly. So that protein, all that protein that I was eating was just sitting in my gut and fermenting and causing dysbiosis and inflammation. Yeah. So like if I was just looking at these social social media posts being like, I've got to get 55 grams of protein in one meal. Like I have to do this. This is what all the healthy people are telling Mm -hmm. me to do. I would just be creating way more havoc for my gut. Yeah. So it's like, it's so hard with the messaging that we get. And even like us talking about this now, like it's just a testament of like you got to figure it. You have to go on your own healing journey, yes. and figure out what what's going on. It is. It's every uh, everyone is so individualized yeah. with um, what it is they need. I mean, there are 
there are a lot of protocols or like really, I mean, it's so many things that you could use walking, um, somatic experiencing, uh, nutrition, whatever, you know, so many different self-care things. And it is really important to remember that whatever program someone is selling you, it worked for them. Or it didn't. Right. Or, or <laughs> like, the yeah. other side of it is it also very much so didn't. Yeah. Like yeah. just the same with like Google. Google is does not have to give you the right answer. It has to give you the most popular one. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things on the internet and just social media that are not true. Yeah. I personally hate the fitness industry. It's so bad. And, it, and like I am coming from this place, right? I have my fucking test results. I mm-hmm. know exactly what's going on with my body. And I will see things and be like, but should I do that? Am I, yes. Do I feel bad because I'm not taking liposomal mm-hmm. vitamin C? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like I will, st- I'm like still succumb to that, even though I truly like know what's going on in my body. And like, I, I don't have hormone dysregulation. I got my hormones mm-hmm. tested and like, yeah, do I like sometimes have period cramps? Yes. Do I, I don't even know what some other things were, but all these things and they'll be like, you have hormone, like if, if you have yes. all these symptoms, your hormones are dysregulated. You need to do this. And it's like, buy my cycle sync program. Yeah. I'm like, buy but these supplements. also it could not be that. Like it could be um, different yeah. things that are contributing to those symptoms. Yeah. Hey listeners, I've got a wellness event you will not want to miss. Anchor Wellness Center is expanding into a second location in Evendale and they're hosting a grand opening open house on Saturday, June 17th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Anchor Wellness Center is an innovator in the health, wellness, and lifestyle sector, utilizing a multidisciplinary team of providers to deliver individualized proactive care. You've heard Dr. Sarah Crawford on this podcast. You may have been to their location in Kenwood. I got an amazing massage there around Christmas. Now you have the opportunity to explore the -the state-of-the-art facility in a new community. So join me in discovering the range of services offered by Anchor Wellness Center. Meet the practitioners who are delivering top-notch care, get to know other locally owned community businesses, and enter to win raffle prizes like an annual all-access pass to the center, which includes annual services to all the providers in the center, which is valued at over $12,000. I want to win that. The Anchor Wellness Center is located at 10400 Reading Road, Suite 200 in Evendale, Ohio. The open house will take place on June 17th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Food and drinks will be provided. Attendance is free and all are invited. I do. I think it's good for people to do self-exploration. Uh, people should trial and error things to see, like, yes. is it getting, okay, you did that. Yeah. Is it? working yeah like and are are you getting better like right. is removing the intensity working and then if it's like yeah it's like okay but I hate it okay but it's that's like a different problem but it's and it's also the time that it takes to see results yes is not 30 days N- no is that's, not- and that's the other thing the fitness industry has sold you six weeks to six pack abs 30-day cleanse. No, I, I've been, you know, working on like this hormone balancing stuff since the beginning of the year. And 
probably just in the last like four months have really narrowed down that like I don't have too much estrogen. I'm not estrogen dominant, but I have one pathway where my estrogen is metabolized that it's slightly over the threshold, Mm -hmm. meaning that my liver is like not getting rid of it in the most efficient way that it can be. And that, and a symptom for that pathway is like my boobs will get like really big and tender and like just kind of like painful and uncomfortable about a week leading up to my period. Mm -hmm. So this is like I said, like four to five months, half a year almost this is the first cycle where I do not have that symptom. Yeah. And I've been working on this for the whole year. Yep. I would say very, very similar. Like I've had painful periods since I was 10. I started my period when I was 10. They've always been painful, really heavy. Um, Have never had like an official endometriosis diagnosis or anything like that. But um, it had been, yeah, about 16 months in the last four periods were finally yeah. not even like not painful, but because I had the same thing, like my liver is so sluggish. I'm minus two. That's the thing that just, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. It's I think so, I've got that too. yep. So like the high cortisol, not clearing the cortisol, my yeah. estrogen's not high, but it also doesn't boot it out. Yeah. Um, and you know, creating a painful period. So yeah, like I've had to do a, a drastic overhaul because I was like, I don't want to experience this anymore. I cut out right. caffeine. I cut out yep. alcohol. Yeah, You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, but having four periods now that, and it has like, to your point, it's yeah. like, I couldn't get rid of that stuff for 30 days. No. Like it has been doing, and yeah. I also didn't like where I'm at now is I didn't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Like it right. took it. And that's Cause that's the other thing you can't, do it all at once. No, I tried. I, exactly. And it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> of course I did. Of course. It, it <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't do well for your mental health. No. It's like you can do it all for like a short period of time, mm-hmm. but then like the, at least for me, the one like day that I forget to do one of the things on my 10 thing oh, list. Yeah. You're of, a piece of shit and you should just quit and crawl like back to the hole you came from. <laughs> like and you're never going to see results. No. You missed your breath work yep. one day. Yes. You're a failure. Yeah. And then you're like, why do I even do this? But that, I mean, that's... I don't feel that way anymore. I think as part of this kind of like yes. transition healing journey, I don't have those those conversations with myself anymore. I think like, damn it, you fell off the bike and you're going to have to get back on the bike and you're going to mm-hmm. have to keep going. Because yeah. if I, this is like, a, if I have the feeling of like, this is your life thing now. Yes. Like this is like just how we're going to live and you are going to yes. fuck up many times yeah. and you're going to scrape your knees and you, and like for me now, like the goal is like that you just get back on the bike. Yeah. You just have to just that's, get that's, back on. Yeah. That's dust I mean, yourself off. Yep. Get back on. Yeah. If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's a poetic song from the late nineties. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's well known. Yeah. <laughs> it's well known. Um, okay. So, so did you change anything about your nutrition? You said you were like thinking about how you were accessing information around sleep, fitness, yeah. um, nutrition. Do you look at that differently now? Yeah. With nutrition, it's like at the, at the point of where I was at with it, I don't need to measure, manage, like I know what good food is Yeah, you, and yeah. I've gone through enough experimentation to know what works 
for my body. Yeah. And um, so nutrition was not really a problem. It, yeah. And that's, and that's great. So yeah. that's like, okay, that's one thing that I don't necessarily have to worry about. Now, what I did need to do though, is to, um, I fall into not feeding myself. Yeah. That's, that will be just like, for whatever reason, it's like, well, feeding you isn't important. Yeah. And just like saying it, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. Like if Patrick's around and that's like, when he goes out of town, he's always like, did you eat? Mm. Cause when he's gone, I'm like, well, I didn't have someone else to feed. And I know that's not yeah. just particular to me, but, um, it's one of the, it's like, I have to be aware of that. Yeah. Like I, that's, that is yeah. just an awareness that I, I need to have because it's, it's very, it's comforting it's to very, be yeah. familiar and to just slip into like the restriction for me is yes. so comfortable. Yeah. It, and like, I felt it even like in my sickness right now where I have not been able to really eat anything mm-hmm. these past couple of days, it is almost like a drug. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this, the, the feeling for me is like, okay, like we, I've had a couple of days where I'm like barely eating and there's almost this like lure, this like vampire lure of like, well, even when you feel better, you could probably like just keep going keep, a little bit or like, like a few more days. D- and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know it is like, yeah. uh, it, I kind of think it may be compared to, I don't know, like when people are like sick and it's like people that are addicts get sick and they have like take like some pain pill or something. And then they like get that little bit because mm-hmm. like they're sick and they need it. They have surgery or oh, something, yeah. right? Yeah. And like that spirals into like a relapse is like what it feels like oh, for yeah. me of like not being able to eat where I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Because you use it because you used so, to get something from it. Yeah. You know, you would get whatever the, um, you know. it was just a reward of like doing what I said. Like I made yeah. it into like, this yes. will be th- the thing mm-hmm. for you to do eat as little as possible and that will be the win yes that is a success if you go a whole day you you eat very little not eating food win somehow makes you stronger amazing i know stupid yeah you're like (laughs) who gave you this game to play and you're like i don't know but i'm winning at it and so that's just it's like okay but are you um no 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 i'm not but those are that's like at some point you know, the, th- the thing that we adopted that is, that was a safety mechanism, a control. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's why I think it's so important for people to be really aware of where they came from. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, so like you, you, can, you know, like that's a thing for mm-hmm. you. I know that's a thing for me. Like I'm, that's kind of like part of the nutrition piece right now that I'm trying to figure out is not that I don't know what to eat. Of course, mm-hmm. by now, like I know what's healthy. I have a whole new set of foods now that feed my gut that I'm like working on. And I've just totally tried to approach this in the opposite of a restrictive way of like, no, we are feeding ourselves. Yes, exactly. We are feeding ourselves, but I still, I like just need support, which is why I worked with the coach just to be like, okay, like this is what like a day of enough food to support what we want to support looks like. Yes. Because I'll always try to make it less. Yeah. You're like, but maybe I could shave 500 calories off. Yeah. And then you're like, and then what's your brain going to eat? Yeah. (laughs) Right. But yes, it is. It's, um, you know, a coach, like, yeah, coaches are, are great with that. And also just being there to, um, 
help guide you along yeah. the way. I love having a coach. I've always, I don't, I can't remember a time in my life where I haven't had a coach. I don't know how, I mean, now I feel like I have so many, <laughs> like I've just surrounded myself with so mm-hmm. many and, and, and maybe it won't always look that way or maybe it will. Like maybe I'm just someone that like needs the support, mm-hmm. needs someone to be like, you know, what are we doing today? What's going on? How am I, you know, whatever it is. Like, I think I am just someone that like, likes to, to have a coach Yeah, in many different aspects. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Right. That's it's like a great privilege. It is. Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a way for you to help. It's, it really, I mean, as long as you're taking it, I'm not saying that you aren't, um, it's really important for people to constantly be going back to that awakening though and self-discovery and is this working for me? And, and a coach is there to just help. Yeah. Well, um, I I feel like guide that process. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I've had Johnny as a trainer for a while, so he's just like whatever, but like going to therapy and then working with Mm -hmm. Evie and working with like Enneagram coaching stuff. I think it's just, uh, almost like the surrendering part of me that was like, I know, go back to what we were saying, like my current state is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Where I've been is no longer serving me. Like I need to charter new territory. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know how to do it alone. And I don't yeah. want to be guessing and be infiltrated by social media and and basically like waste my own time. Yeah, that's really what a coach is there for. <laughs> right. I was is like, I like just don't. how fast do you want this result? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um so yeah, but I totally agree. Yeah. That is. But yeah, the some of the have you been doing any inner child work? That's like getting back to like who you really are. I've been yeah. doing that with um a Reiki yeah. healer and, and doing a lot of child work. And that's that's been man, that that has been really interesting, kind of tying it back into the grief and the grief suppression of like, okay, I handled losing my dogs thinking everything was fine and you know, whatever. And then kind of the, okay, if I handled this by saying I was fine and suppressed this grief, then where else have I done this in my life and looking at family and seeing where that was a big part of just some really difficult family dynamics and things that I have logically gone through with therapy of like, I know why this is. And I, you know, and I understand my attachment style, which is important. Yes. Very good to know. That's like not me making fun of it. that's like level one. Yes. Like what attachment style are you? Yeah. Do you understand what self-regulation? I just learned that this mm, last year. Yeah. Last year I learned that. Yeah. And it's like, if I had known that, oh my God. Yeah. In my 20s? Yeah. I know. Mine would be blown. But you couldn't have because no. you're learning it now. Yes, exactly. Or you learned it then or whatever right. it is. Like it just, I know, I think about that all the time. But it, you can't go down that road too. No, too, no, no, too no. Far you down that road. No, you really can't. But no. it was just mostly like, okay, where has, where else is this in my life? And seeing that there has been a huge, um, with with just child work, just a, a grief surrounding, uh, my family and what I would consider the loss of family or just not ever having the family that when people want safe, secure connection, 
that is not, that secure attachment is not possible in my family. Right. Were you anxious or avoidant? Anxious. Yeah, me too. Patrick's anxious avoidant. Early. Of course, you're, he, of course he's avoidant. You, if, if you're an anxious attachment style, you're yeah, going to go for the avoidant. The avoidant it's is like, perfect. <laughs> Safe. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So oh, if you get with the secure attachment, you're probably like, uh-uh. Not no, you're like, you're boring. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, um, the inner child work has, has been really helpful for me. I have a picture of three-year-old Christelle in my bathroom yes. mirror. And Perfect. I, it, it has helped me so much going through like really difficult times or feeling like, when that like anxious attachment style like really rears up, which that's what I kind of meant by like starting a new relationship is traumatic in itself yes. because that was now really shown to, to me. Yes. You have again. to go through that all over again. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, I was 24, 25 when I went through it before and again, knew nothing mm -hmm. about this. And like, so having like almost, it's still bad, but when you don't have self-awareness of it, it's different. It's it like is. when you have self-awareness and it's uncomfortable, you're just like this. Yeah. This. Yeah. Truly. Truly. That's, that's what I mean. Like it was just mm -hmm. a rough time yeah. <laughs> going. And so when I would have like really rough times with that, I would like just literally wrap my arms around myself, like hug myself mm. and like be crying and looking at this like little picture of me and just like self-soothing. And yeah. if you would have told me that I would be doing that, like now, probably like two years ago, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, no, I will just. Um, I, I couldn't access it. Like it really seriously no. was not accessible to me like it is now. Like I'm able to tap into it now and put myself there and speak like soothing, loving language to myself. Like I, I just wasn't capable no they're um but now I am and that's amazing and like that little piece alone absolutely is enough to make me keep getting on the bike yes like yes you're gonna the experience of self-love yeah and yeah. then it wasn't there before and now it is and so like what else is not here now that can be there yeah. like it like kind of like blows your mind a little bit like oh my god I am capable of changing and yes. growing and looking at things a different way well, in a big, um, I, like, I, I don't know if this is for everyone or if people experience this, but there has been a huge disconnect for me in my life that life is meant to be pleasurable. That you think that life is supposed to be pleasurable? Well, that, like, life is. Like, I, until now, and I probably, like, evangelical upbringing, left the church um, when I was 20, 21, mm. but... I still not really understanding that that like suffering is virtue. Mm, yeah. And I, there is still, we're still waspy in America, you know, the white Anglo-Saxon yeah. Protestant religious upbringing. We're really tight around like sex and yeah. pleasure. And, um, you know, there, there's also that in our culture very much so, but, 
I had always associated and partially probably like high intense workouts, high, like just pushing your body to the max discipline is because you are, you are virtuous. Yeah. You're, you are someone who is doing the right thing. You're so much like, like you're not leaving anything out on the table and hard worker. Yes. And exactly. (laughs) And like, there's no time for pleasure because pleasure is lazy and it's, yes. you know, and it's sinful and yes. it's, it's a waste of time. Yes. And, um, Undes- there's probably this like undeserving piece of it. Like yep. unless you work really, yes. really hard. Cause that's kind of how I would frame my life. You have life. to earn like, the pleasure. You have to earn the pleasure. Yeah. yeah, sure. You get to go on a fun vacation, but like that two months leading up to it, you mm-hmm. are like on top of everything on your shit. Like, restrictive to the book, whatever yeah. it is, so that you can then for four days I'll, enjoy yourself. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll tolerate it I, is really what it was. Like I'll tolerate having fun. Yeah. But it, yeah. it not. I'll, I'll, I'll put my whole life on hold. Think looking forward to those four days of fun that I'll have four days of fun, but then the 80 days leading up to it will be absolutely miserable. Yes. Yes, absolutely. In order for that to not be who you are all the time. Yeah. But pleasure is a huge part of the human experience. Yes. It's not to say that we are, that is, if you're not experiencing it all the time, that something is wrong. Right. But it has just been missing from my life. Yeah. Do you know that I'm having a summer of pleasure? You are? Yes. You can join. I will. The rules are that if it's pleasurable, you prioritize it. I love that. That's it. Those are the rules. Prioritize pleasure. Prioritize pleasure. The summer yes. of pleasure. That is, um, that's so funny. I'm totally going to do it. Yeah. That should be a hashtag. You yeah. should get all of your like tag. What the fit. Yes. I'm telling you know, everyone join in the yes. summer of pleasure needs to be join us because it is the thing that I had always associated to is that if you are enjoying pleasure that you will not have all the things because there, right, there's this part of like I've built up a certain level of success and doing the and getting the things I wanted, doing it yes. the way that was like this is not for me. Yeah. And so the fear was now that if I enjoy my life and have pleasure, it's go away. all of that will go away. Yeah. And it's just it's not true. It's not true, but it is a, it has a vice grip. Yes. And the thing is, it's like I don't the things that I want to do are really good for me. Yeah. Because not living in restriction is not about damaging yourself with like, you know, going off the charts with drugs or whatever. Yeah. But even if it is fine, but that's not who you are. That's not who I am. That's not who you are. Yeah. And you're not just going to become, I mean, I do drugs that person. <laughs> right. But like, you're not like, you're not a drug addict. Right. Yes. And there's the, a difference. Yes. Addiction is very yeah. different than, than someone than who, using drugs for pleasure. Right. Than yeah. having a pleasurable experience. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's just like whatever the fear or the story that we've been told is that if you enjoy who you are, if you enjoy yourself, yeah. then you will become a degenerate. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, me enjoying myself makes me who I'm, who I'm. An abundant, am. like human. Yeah. This that, is a part of life I should not be resisting experiencing. No. This no. is huge. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to maybe segue into some of the other things that you're doing. Drugs and sex. That are, ha- that are <laughs> helping you on your healing journey. So we talked about working out. We talked about food. I'm sure sleep, you're just like, are you locked in with sleep? What's your sleep situation? Sleep. So we 
two nights ago, finally got a king size bed. Oh, wow. I don't have one. Okay. We like, we have been in a a queen size bed for 10 years and it, I, everyone that I know who has been in a king size bed thinks like, what the heck are you doing? I know everyone that has a king size bed that comes over to my house and sees my queen size bed. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, especially since Charlie is like six, seven. He's he's also a big (laughs) human. So more so than now. And like, realizing how but much like when you're be close and same, <laughs> same, but if you can also like lay back to back and then you can be yeah. like in a, a yeah, no, I, I you, hear you. I it's hear more it. of like when you go to sleep, not having someone disturb you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's huge. But, um, I mean, sleep has truly been the thing that I probably needed to work on the most yeah. and not and like I go to bed, like it's easy for me to have like the sleep hygiene and fall asleep, but because yeah. of, the cortisol. I mean, it had been, it had been years waking up between one and three because of my liver. Oh yeah. But it was just like 30 days straight where it was when I also woke up. I mean, I could tell I was amped because I was like writing a dissertation in my head every single time that I woke up. And so that. Would you be able to fall asleep easily again or would you be up for a little bit? Oh no, that would be it. That would be it. I'd be up. Oh God. Yeah. Like it was over. That's the other thing that's really interesting that I learned about recently. Um, and I think this is like through like the Chinese medicine wheel. Basically, if you are noticing that you're waking up consistently within a certain hour mm-hmm. that there's a, a wheel, do you know what it's called? It's, so we could Google, you can Google it and look yeah, it up. It is an, um, Allie Treby, who's my acupuncturist, yes. she's told me about it, but she, that's how I know. She's like, it's your liver. The yes. hours from here to here is when yes. your liver is um, trying to yep. cleanse yes. and it and it can't. And right. so that's when the cortisol, and you, and you could just see it on the test because at 3 a.m. the cortisol is through the roof. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. So Really interesting. Yeah, but so if people look this up, you can see like, okay, I'm waking up mm-hmm. at like 2 a.m. all the time. Like there will be certain yeah, health situations that are associated yes. with the time of night that you wake up. I always think about that now. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I look to see the time to like, yeah. What, what's kind of going to on? Figure out exactly. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a cool fucking thing. It is. And it's like <laughs> half the world practices differently than yeah. we, our healthcare does. So it's, you know, yeah. it is, it's, it's nice to have that just another way for you to have some awareness of awareness. what's going on for you. Yeah, another tool. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So sleep, so sleep, food, exercise. And then what else have you been doing on your healing journey? Are um, you really quick there? Are you in therapy? So not a traditional therapist yeah. at, the, at this moment. I have gone to therapy. I'm seeing like, just a lot of other practitioners yeah. and, um, I have a, um, I would say like a, a mentor or just a really important friend yeah. in my life who is a therapist. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever there are conversations, there's a lot of like yeah. helping me connect the dots. So I do. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, traditional therapy, non-traditional therapy. I think it's just like the outlet to kind of work through the internal mm-hmm. chatter. And then someone yeah. can kind of like help you navigate yes. that is like how I call therapy. Yeah, it is. It's, um, that, so it's been, it's really insightful. It it got to a point with me with therapy where it, I was so self-aware to where it's like, okay, so I'm aware that is because of my attachment style and I'm having this feeling and it's this body sensation and whatever. And then I just couldn't, I felt like I was stuck and couldn't get 
beyond it. And the awareness was almost driving me nuts because I'm like, mm. am I fucking insane? Like, I'm so aware of this. How do I... Do you have, have like, been, like somatic work, like energy? I was going to say, that's where the yeah. somatic work came in, like the somatic yeah. um, release. And uh, I and the yoga practice, I see, I, I take... Um, Meredith, I can't remember her last name. She owns Embra. Okay. Um, but I will tell people, I'm like, yeah, I go see a shaman. Yeah. And do a couple, like her classes a couple times a week and it's complete somatic release. Yeah. And experiencing. And so that, and then practicing some of that also on my own, like I will lay down on my back and just shake my arms and legs. Yeah. And it, it's like the ability to just release that trauma that was stored at that time. Yep. And it's what my body's had to get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, really, really resourceful. Um, yeah, I've practice. Been, I've been playing around with like, if I'm feeling really angry or amped up or whatever, mm. like punching the air, shaking, yes. jumping, like, I literally let out like a primal scream Yeah, the other day when I was home alone. Yeah. <laughs> just like blood curdling scream. I'm like, and I felt just better. Like, yeah. I, Cause I, I just couldn't get out. I just had this yeah. tension, this angry energy. And it was just like mm-hmm. following me around. I was like, I don't want this anymore. No. And I just like screamed. Yes. And I felt better. Yeah. I've done that too. It is, and like, I don't know about you, but like the, of course the first thing that goes, like when I started doing that was, um, you're giving in to the anger. Like um. you're just practicing anger by doing that. And then it was just, but it's not because at some point along the line, I was told to not be angry yeah. because it inconvenienced someone else. Yeah. And so anger wasn't an okay thing right. to express. Right. And that's also not true. Yeah. See, I don't have, the, I know that many women in particular mm-hmm. have that problem with anger. I had like a very, people were not afraid to express anger in mm. my house growing up. Was that the only emotion that was allowed for you? Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> so sometimes like, it goes that way too. Yeah. Sometimes it, like mm-hmm. that, that's an easy one for me to like default to. Yeah. Versus like really accessing like what's below the anger. Yes. What's below. Because anger is always, there's something. Yes. Below exactly. that. Um, okay. So yes. Sleep. So good, sleep. All, that, all of that. Therapy. All that. Great. Um, okay. Yeah. And then along the lines of like pleasure is, um, I think like sex is a physiological need. Uh huh. Yes. A hundred like eating thousand percent. It like not, and not procreating sex. Yes. The is the act of sex act of sex. Yeah. So important. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's not like I had not been having sex, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's again just like the approach on on everything the filter on everything of um really understanding like how much pleasure it's meant to be for me an experience and not to be um to practice with a partner that is so safe yeah where there can be intimacy and like self-expression yeah is really allowed and in connection and so um I mean, uh, Patrick and I for the last, it's been, I mean, our, and the the thing like that's weird is like our sex has always been good, Mm -hmm. but it has just gone to insanely different levels lately with practice of tantric sex. So what is tantric sex? 
I like I can't even really I would not be the person okay. to tell you about we it. We need to find a tantric sex You do expert. need it. Yes, I wonder. I was going to ask if you had had someone, but it's I think I have a book over there for somewhere about tantric sex that I've accumulated along the way. The way that I have understood it is like really being like both parties are like so tapped in and in tune and like open and receiving Mm -hmm. of the other that you are able to almost like come into this like meditative like place yeah it is otherworldly yeah that's what i've heard yeah it is definitely like it is um like flow or uh i mean you feel like you're on another planet yeah it's like there's just nothing else that i can yeah to describe it you do feel really connected with your partner, but maybe not in the exact moment. Like it's still, it gets to be very much about you. Yeah. 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 Like um, I would imagine then like the after Mm -hmm. uh, is like, Oh, like you're like that, that maybe quite literally coming together of like, Oh my gosh. Like we just like had that experience. Yep. Yes. And then, and that's, and that brings you together and you kind of like there, there is the art of it of like arousal and, not just having sex for the sake of like, okay, we need to have sex and I need to get off um, or I need a release, which is what people need. But how you go about um, allowing yourself to just experience the pleasure build and Mm. not just get to the outcome that you are wanting. Yeah, that's so hard for people to do. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many like sex therapists or relationship therapists talk about like so many of their clients are so outcome focused yeah or like just like okay this is a duty I know I have to do it like I'm thinking about what I'm gonna make for dinner Mm -hmm. while it's happening or like for some right like this is just a way we can like get over a fight or like move past something or like I need a distraction like whatever it is like that you're just not present in your body right yeah you don't yeah exactly there's just and you like could the still disconnect. get off and not be present yeah, in your body. Totally. You totally can. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been. Um, so and, how do you practice? Like, is there like a method or is there a preparation? Like what makes it? There, I'm sure tantric. that's, that's kind of, I guess to put a, a label on it to make it, uh, but you're like, th- you're talking like conscious, mindful, like yes, intentional, intentional sex. and sex as a hobby. Yeah. Like that just being a hobby. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah. I am a very sexual person. So I feel that deeply. Yes. And it's, I think there needs to be no reason. No, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're just like, I enjoy it. I want to do this. Yeah. It feels good on my body. I love my partner. Yeah. Um, It's like literally an activity. It is. Yeah, so I think that's more that you that go for a walk. You want to go out to dinner? Exactly. Do you just want to go have sex for yeah. a couple of hours? Yes. And and even people with kids are listening to this, being like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how do you? And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, it that, doesn't. That's the, different. I don't know how to navigate that yet." Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> yes, the duration doesn't. I don't think necessarily have to have it, but it is. I mean, it's important to that. That would be a consideration of like this needs to be something that is like part of your wellness routine. Yes. Ritual, like, like protocol. Yeah. It's a, and that's protocol. a protocol. And yeah. so it can, it can kind of seem boring, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being 
clear with your partner of like how many times a week is a preferred amount of, of sex for you and, you know, ways to communicate that, um, things that turn you on. Yeah. Your partner really needs to be in tune with. I think like you need to be in tune with. More than, yes. Because I feel like that is a real issue that people don't even know what turns them on. They don't. And like, if you have a really, like a a partner who's going to explore a lot, then they'll probably find a combination that you're like, that one was nice. Whatever you did last Friday, that was cool. Yeah. (laughs) But you do. Or like, this is the setting. This is what I like, like Uh beforehand. This is the mood I like or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Because at least for me, for me, it's like the emotional state is really important or like yep. the lead up the into like what's happening before the sex yeah. is like the thing. Yes. I think, you know, like some of the things like your love languages that can be really important to know yeah. because do you need to cuddle first? Do you need to like, does your partner need to be like hitting on you, yeah. you know, leading up for a few hours and yeah. sending you, you know, some Yes. naughty or like oh, hot yeah. like yeah. sex sexting or yeah whatever no, I think the best sex starts like seven hours before yes yeah happens. exactly <laughs> you know you're just yeah. like I'm gonna suck your dick a little bit in the yeah. morning and then I'm gonna leave and you're gonna think about that all day yep I'm gonna send and, you a picture yep. I'm gonna send you this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so um yeah I think that that's been a huge part of the recovery and it makes sense totally that like because like you are so much it sounds like trying to like get more in touch with yourself and this Mm -hmm. like return to like the true you and find out who you are and that like it couldn't be siloed in just an area of like sleep and fitness and workout yeah. like and then what we're just going to like I did get better at the shit I was already doing yeah it's yeah like, and no. then you're just going to like continue like sex in the way that it was before too like it's like right. everything has everything. to like take a shift it does like everything yeah, all of I feel like that. in order to, it's really it's about meeting your needs yes like how do you meet your needs have you met your needs and um that being a really big need for everyone and yep. and really, and most importantly discovering how important it is for me yeah. has been really big. Yeah. Well, we had such a great conversation about boundaries before mm-hmm. we hit record, Yeah, which I think is, it has so much to do with what, everything that we're talking about. Like even just, I am like just coming to this place before I was like, yeah, I understand what boundaries are. Like, I've, of course I've got it. I know. Okay. This is about, I'm like just recognizing what it feels like in my body when a boundary is crossed Mm -hmm. because I had not been able to recognize that before. I knew I would have an uncomfortable feeling or an energy shift or I would, or I would react in a certain way, Mm -hmm. but I had no correlation to like, no, that was when you had a boundary crossed. Yeah. That's what that was. Yes. And you felt it viscerally and it manifested this way. But I didn't know. I thought it was, yeah, I was annoyed that he didn't have my charger when I wanted it. You know, you know like mm-hmm. that that's the you know, it's like it's never the issue is is not the issue kind of thing. Like there's always something below and what I'm yeah. finding is like in those reactive states when I get this way it's or just I'm not feeling great in my body, it's because about either I crossed a boundary myself, right? Where I like I put myself in a position that was like this was not 
didn't serve your best mm-hmm. interest and you kind of knew it and you did it anyway, or then someone like actually crossing a boundary, maybe that I hadn't set and been clear about and you know, whatever it was, but like, okay, now, you know? Yeah. Yes. It's, um, that's huge. And just like so much practice for me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm still like a novice. I'm in kindergarten. Oh, that, I think that is everything. I think we've been, the thing that I've really discovered along this process when it comes to self-regulation, observing yourself and not reacting like what, and, and understand like what the whole, if a boundary is violated, where does that show up? Like, are you just getting headaches or is there, you know, something going on? But we are, have really misunderstood what stress and trauma is on a physiological level. Mm -hmm. And we've been taught for so long to, um, like validate our feelings. Like I need to validate my feeling. That's, that's just something that has been really big in society. And the shift from like actually not caring about validating your feelings, but saying, I want to understand the biological significance of this feeling has been huge Mm -hmm. because then instead of you like defending or trying to come up with a reason as to to what's happening which is stopping you getting to the the basis of that feeling and experiencing it being like why is this activating me like what what is activation in my body and then what do I do to shift out of that state Mm -hmm. so I can get back to being, I guess, maybe not necessarily neutral, but regulated. Yeah. So I can continue to be my best self. Yeah. So I can be healthy. So I can have this awareness. So I can keep tapping into the things that I need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And not spending time, like, justifying why I feel the way I feel. Right. But, like, getting to the root of it and then through self-regulation, getting a different outcome than the one that you've always done before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like the pause, like the, the pause before the reaction Mm -hmm. is they, everyone keeps telling me that like meditation will help with that. It has not yet. I mean, I'm going to continue and I'm going to give it time, but I'm on, you know, I'm on month like eight of my meditation practice Mm -hmm. and it has not yet fully helped me with the pause. Like I'm expecting that like something crazy is going to happen and I'm going to like, remember my meditation and I'm going to like take a deep breath and like respond from this like calm place. Mm-hmm. It has not happened for me yet. No, I think <laughs> no. Do I have Cause like for how many years have we just been going? I know, I'm like, I've like, been meditating for eight months guys. Yeah. And, but it's like, and I didn't, you know, walking around, not even knowing at like act what activation is, what's setting you off, not understanding that's like the chronic stress that when people talk about minimizing stress, it's, it is being able to assess your, like where you're at and where, what, what your central nervous system is doing and what do you need to do? Like self-soothing, self-care yeah. to get back to being normal. And that, that also isn't a five minute thing. No. Like if you wake up dysregulated yes, for, which I have you yeah. up on the wrong side of the bed. Yep. <laughs> yes. The cortisol is through the roof. Then it the again like my my awareness it's like okay this is happening and now what I have to do is just 
sit with this until it goes away. Yeah, but that sucks. And it's not. It's not fun. No. So. No. no. Is there anything else that you've done? Anything that you can think of? Well. We're going to have to save human design for another time. We are. That's, yeah. I mean, human design, yeah, that's been a big thing of getting into. And then, um, no, I mean, I just think, like, you, the, the one thing that I thought of is you, you did a, a story and you're like, when are we um, letting go of self-care? Or what was it where you're like, self-care or drugs? Or like when, like what, what's more important? Do you oh, remember what it was? Oh shit. Yeah. Kind like of. Like it was a it was, poll. Yeah. And it was like, um, oh damn it. I can't remember it now, but it was something like, are you in like your like self-care? It's like, are you in self-care or are you in, are, I'm just going to do drugs? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I hit the drug thing, but really what it I wanted. It was honestly a fi- like a 50-50 split, I think, between people. I was wondering. I was wondering about your There were so many your, people your too data. that were like, but aren't drugs self-care? I'm like, yes, this, yes, yes. I'm just trying to be polarizing for the fuck of it. Like, yes, drugs are part of self-care. Yes, you're right. You get it. I'll give you a point. Yes. <laughs> I was one of those people that was like, but my self-care routine includes yes, doing yes, drugs. Yes. But I think it, the thought more so was like, we are ignoring all self-care and we are just we are using only, drugs. We are only using it. Yeah, I yes. think that was the, the, that point, the point kind of thing. Well, can't we That was both? one of those moments where I was like, do I continue my healing journey or do I go uh, do I, just, I think it's, it's that yes. same thought, that same uh-huh. aura, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes like when you do that, when you go and do drugs, then whatever you have been doing for self-care doesn't, is not relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what have weed is, is your drug of choice? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's my go-to. Um, and when everybody, when anybody asks me why it's just like, it will put a, uh, a filter on, I guess like the pause. Yeah. That is just, it down regulates. Yeah. For I, sure. I feel the same. It and really, I need that. It really brings out the gratitude in me. Yes. More than anything. I feel like I'm really able to access more gratitude when I'm high. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting back into, I, I, I took a break and now I'm kind of bringing it back in, but I took the break because I recognized that I was just using, or I was using this as more of a, I'm bored and I mm-hmm. want to like have a sparkle or something. Yeah. And so I'm going to smoke, which I, is not bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just think my next thought was like, well, what happens in the boredom? What happens if you sit in the boredom? Yeah. Like, let's just try and see which what happens there. Which is also a really good question to find out. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I've just been kind Your of answer doing, to have. Yeah. Yeah. It tr- turns out nothing. I just, it, it yeah. <laughs> I that's, just don't have a sparkle and I just go about my day. But it was nice to kind of know like, Cause I was kind of thinking like, Oh my gosh, am I, do I, am I going to be able to find like pleasure and joy and gratitude without weed? And it turns out I can. Yes. I, yeah, I'll definitely do, um, like a lot in January and February didn't smoke weed at all. Um, cause you know, when we were like, we're moving to Spokane, Patrick yeah. was going to like, he needed to pass a piss test again. So it was like solidarity. I won't smoke either. Yeah. And it, it ended up like it was it was fine. fine to where I told you remember when, on the walk when I was like yeah but sometimes I think that like maybe it's stored in my body because sometimes I still feel high I will get that sometimes too. yeah so maybe not but then I think I it's just like an energy or something and, yeah exactly yeah. like you just feel good yeah um is what it is uh but yeah I mean that that's probably something that I've used on a regular basis but I've 
psilocybin has. I love, Mm -hmm. I love mushrooms. Yeah. That has been, and I'm, I'm not a, not that there's anything wrong. I haven't used it in a way of like a party drug or I have now I have dosed and gone to concerts. Yeah. I went to just revealing how lame this is. I'm just kidding. But, uh, Dave Matthews band. Oh, that's fun. Like guys, I honestly, I get it. I had never seen him before and I understand why it's called the Dave Matthews band is because yeah. it's the band. Yeah. Like it, the music was so enjoyable and the yeah. lights. I was so obsessed that, with Dave Matthews. Band you were when I was in high school. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So I used to like write the lyrics out and shit like that. Like in my way message. Yeah. I was like making bad jokes of like, I got COVID and I lost my taste. I went and saw Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, no, like uh, I, that's not necessarily the, like the, the venue that I've used psilocybin in. It's been, it's always been like, I need to figure, sort some shit out. Okay. Um, I need to take a couple of grams and then go and lay down and allow oh. like some what I would describe like downloaded consciousness and get some answers. Some I have clarity. really not done that. I have used it more recreationally. Okay. Like we're going to go to blink out for blink. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We're going to do a sure. little shrooms. We're going to the zoo. Yeah. We should do a little shrooms because we're going to like take a huge long walk all over the place, go to the river, go up to yeah. Mount Adams. We have a full Sunday. Yeah. Let's take do, a little bit of shrooms. That would, I mean, I, and it's so fun, but I'm I would say little. I should probably, yeah. Microdosing. Yeah. Like for not, sure. I don't have any visuals. I don't like that. It's like it's, just a very, a small amount that yes. like you get a little spark and a little giggle and pep in your step. Yep. No, I will microdose LSD because oh. even microdosing psilocybin gives like it gives, it rumbles my guts. Oh, okay. So I do feel like mushrooms are just something with my gut. Sometimes that happens to me too. Um, I've gotten like a gut rot before one time. mm, That was terrible. Yeah. I, for like, they just like sat in my gut for whatever reason. And then the next day I was so bloated. My, my stomach was like tender and pushed out and I felt so terrible. Like, even yeah. my leggings felt tight. Yeah. Like it was so bad. Oh yeah. I for sure had that. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That's good. Yes. To know. I looked it up. I looked okay. it up cause I was like, this is something's going on. And it was sometimes mushrooms do that, which yeah. makes sense. Like, it to- it's a fungus. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> if you had something in your gut that it didn't agree with no. or a bacteria, mm-hmm. something, they're something. like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> like communicating. Yeah. And they're extraterrestrial levels. Yeah, exactly. There was a war happening yeah. in my belly from those shrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, had a great time though the day before like it yeah was great. they are i always and that's the thing like i always like it just kind of it's very like mother and time with mother nature i like to and i like to be outside like, in nature when yes. i do it that's kind of a prerequisite mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it's very that's been um but it has made me okay with death oh you've done a lot I like, I don't think I've done a lot, but like a big dose. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I've uh, like ego death, what they like talk about when loss of like you being whatever. Yeah. I've never experienced that before. Okay. Like I, whatever it's most people take like three grams or more. I have taken two grams for that. And so I think I'm just sensitive. So I was not trying to take a heroic dose. Yes. And it was just the like the first time that I had it, that was the amount. And it was just like, I, f- I closed my eyes and I literally, 
like the song I close my eyes on and melt away. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to you. 100% what happened and then it was like just I'm, I'm gems from the universe. That. I'm open to doing that. But you know what I would like? Hmm. I would like a coach. I would like someone a sherpa who's not on mushrooms when I'm going to yes. take a big dose and lay down and like close my eyes. Yeah. I would like someone else to be there with me and just kind of like if I want to talk, great. Mm-hmm. If they play maybe nice music. Like I feel safe oh, yeah. with them. Like that's what I would want. Yeah, absolutely. A mushroom coach. I think most people, especially the first time you're doing it set and setting. And I know that, um, like we have a, my friend that's a, a therapist is, is going through the map certification yes. to be able to use that. I and I'm, if you listen to the Huberman lab podcast yeah. on psychedelics. Yep. So I'm really hopeful that it will be, an alternative because definitely will the in to, our lifetime. Oh, will. absolutely. Yeah. Because the euphoria that you feel when you're on that is it's from your own brain. Yeah. And the sense of like connection and belonging and love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, there's is, something happening. There. Yeah. Have you taken MDMA? Yes. That, that one is also, uh, like talking about even sex with your partner. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a marriage counseling drug because it's yeah. ecstasy. Yeah. But um, in that, and, and I know like with the frequency of dosing, you don't want to, you know, we do it like quarterly or something, but it's basically. That's good. Yeah. It's a time for, um, like we just use it to basically have a day of, yeah. of connection. connection. Empathy. And, yep. Like it really will open up all oh those God. pathways. Yes. So much. It's so beautiful. Like you, I, yeah. at least, like you literally feel like a glowing inside, mm-hmm. like your like chest cavity that like expands. And if you're like looking into someone that you love, looking into their eyes on this is like explosion. It is. Yeah, the connection, which is probably why they tell kids not to do it. Kids should not do it. Kids should not do it. If you're like a kid. You should wait until you're after 25. I didn't do any drug until after I was 25. I think, yeah, same. That's the. Your brain is fully fully formed at that point. You're not going to like go into some kind of drug, you know, psychosis. You should have a little bit of an idea of like how, you know, you handle the world and Mm -hmm. like be around. I don't know. I don't think you should do it until after 25. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's probably, it's again, like knowing what it is, but you're going to feel incredibly connected to whoever you are doing yes. this with. Cause that's just how it works. But I mean that that's huge. Like within, within a partnership or a relationship to be able to, yeah, to, because what I experienced is like, not that it's a time to tell your partner when, when they're doing anything wrong, but you don't feel any shame. No, you're right. You're right. And you're like, tell me all the fucked up things I do. I don't even care right now. Thank yeah. you. It's beautiful. Thanks yes. so much for telling me this. It's a gift. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yeah, because you're just like in this way more receptive frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And you're just way more open and soft and like receiving. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think that I think that those drugs are so powerful for us and so mm-hmm. helpful. But I also can understand that if anyone's listening and they have not done it, they would be like, I have no fucking idea where to start. One, yeah. I don't know where to get them. They're yeah. illegal. Are, is it the right quality? How mm-hmm. much mushrooms do I take? What do I do? Like, 
it's totally overwhelming. Yeah. My dream, I would love to be able to do this sometime is to like host a retreat, like out in like Hawking Hills or the gorge or something where it's like you like introduce people for the first time to psychedelics and you can like go on a hike and like whatever, like have a whole little shroom retreat. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I think I call them Sherpas, like a drug Sherpa. I'm like, I'll drug Sherpa you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll let you be my drug Sherpa. Yeah. It's a, it is, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it has been something that has really worked with just, um, getting back to like the original thing of your full. Yeah. Like just peeling away the other, just like the layer of wherever this came to you or stuck to you, this, but this isn't you and just like, you know, pulling back the veil, whatever it is. So you can really find yeah your true essence yeah yeah you're like soul's purpose mm -hmm. all that good stuff yeah so you can live it yeah that's amazing okay well we are a long time in so we should wrap it up it's time but i could go on and on and on same i could always talk i know for hours for hours well we have been talking for hours but i could continue (laughs) on now i understand why like i the episode that you sent me that podcast episode that you sent me that was was four four hours. hours i was like Gee, I, I, I did know. not get through all of it. I, I figured <laughs> it took me, like, I ended up, I would listen to it. I, um, it's like, how I the had fuck a, did they do this? Yeah, I had a road trip. <laughs> but yes, it is. It's always, and like, when you do, when there's a four-hour conversation, you always feel bad for, like, probably the listener because they're like, I don't have four hours. But right. that, I mean, there can just be some conversations where you're like, I can't believe it's over. No, keep I talking. Know. And I that's know. just how I always feel. I know, that's how you. I feel too. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah, and sharing this. You have to come back on and we'll talk about human design. Yeah, definitely. So, like pretty soon, like maybe within the next month. Okay. I'm trying to um, batch a bunch of my recordings so that I can pretty much take like all of kind of like end of July, August off. Nice. So I want to have them like ready yeah. to go. So we can like do that pretty soon. I love that. I'll release it later. But I really appreciate you. I'm really happy for your healing journey. I'm happy for my healing journey. And it's like, this is truly like just the beginning of it, which is really encouraging to me. It is. Yeah. It's it's definitely just the start. There's so much more. So much. I'm changing Mm -hmm. so much. I'm changing my thought patterns and my behaviors and my attitudes in this relatively short period of time. Like, oh my God, what is the rest of my life going to look like? I know. It's going to be great. I feel hopeful and encouraged. Yep. Exactly. Which is the opposite of what I felt before I started. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. The confidence and the clarity. Yeah. Are, and that's that's just, you know, just, just what we all want. Yep. Confidence and clarity. Yep. Yep. All right, listeners. Thank you so much for listening as always. Uh, If you're loving the podcast, go out and rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to. It's like tipping your server or tipping your bartender is free content so it's really helpful for the podcast to rate and review leave a review you can just say like hey girly hey and post it and be done with it but just like write a fucking review please i love you so much thanks bye (laughs) 